0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Industry Celebrities and T-A-A-E-F, the acronym stands for Texas Apartment Association Education Foundation Room to Grow podcast series. I'm that Kimberly, also Kimberly D. Scott, and this is my guest today, Stephanie Graves. Hi. Hi, Stephanie. (laughs) How are you doing? I'm wonderful. Me too. So I appreciate you visiting with me today. And we are going to talk a little bit about your career, how you found multifamily and all this stuff behind, okay. you know, what we know as the apartment biz. great. Awesome. I'm excited. I appreciate you. So give the listeners and viewers
1: a little bit background where you're from and all that great stuff. Sure. My name is Stephanie Graves. I actually grew up in El Paso, Texas. Woo-hoo! Kimberly and actually knew each other. We didn't know that we knew each other yeah. at, at some point in our lives. So got in the multifamily industry in college. I was actually going to college in Austin, San Marcos. I graduated from St. Edwards University. I graduated from Southwest Texas in San Marcos when it was. Southwest Texas. Yeah. I went there and then <laughs> transferred when it got too hard to take classes in the evening, right? Yeah. You got to have a real job. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Got to work on both sides all the way through college. Yes. Get it. So as
1: I was working, going to college, I was actually working for a banker in the Houston area and I oh. had, I was working for a bank and I had a customer that was in the multifamily industry and he was dabbling in tax credits. Dabbling. You don't yes. just dabble in tax right, credits. Yeah. You like, you just immerse yourself in tax <laughs> you credits too yeah so he said hey you know you provide me great service i'm very happy with what you do for me from a financial standpoint on the banker side would you be interested in coming to work for me and helping me with these tax credit applications and so i said well i'm going to college and i need flexibility and he said great you can have flexibility okay and then at some point in that process because i had no idea what tax credits were this was before google so i think i like <laughs> AOL did. Well, so <laughs> Google,
0: back then it was MSN. There AOL, was Google and there, was, an AOL, and there right? was AOL, but AOL was the, it was the dominant.
1: Okay. So I'm, dominant. I'm pretty sure who
0: I think was out there. At the yeah. Industry.
1: I'm pretty sure I went to AOL and searched tax credits and then was like, Oh yeah, this isn't bad. <laughs> so started that. And that's how I got my foothold in the multifamily industry. I started on the developer side. He wow. was a developer. We were buying properties, section eight based properties, mm-hmm. and we were converting them into tax credit properties and conventional. And that's how I started my adventure in multifamily. Wow. That's an adventure. So you went from the service, the
0: service and banking,
1: you know, customer
0: service industry
1: into multifamily.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. Much different. You know, you hear lots of stories of I needed a part-time job and I got a free apartment. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I think people don't tell their story enough about how they were recruited or they, maybe it was, it's, you know, it's kind of in the back of their mind and so it just doesn't come to the forefront. So they say they
1: fell, Yeah,
0: but really, that's an amazing
1: story. Yeah, you're, and people—you're dealing with people, yeah. So it's I mean, same, it's almost. yeah, and it was an adventure, certainly. Started that process, so I learned that part of the business before I went into the other aspects of the business. Okay, mm-hmm. and
0: customer service was basically your, you know, foundation. Absolutely,
1: I, absolutely. I mean, you have to pretend like you like people, and hopefully, like them a little. <laughs> I like really say a lot, say, a lot. You have to like them. You have to at least fifty percent like yes. people
0: because, and even in IT or in accounting you know, you're going to be dealing with people. So sure. maybe only 25% there. Yeah. You know? Cause I, I know that that's, you know, brainiacs, you know, they tend to just want to be, live in their own world. Totally get it. I, sure. I know a lot,
1: I have lots of brainiac friends, but you gotta like, People. Like people yeah yeah so it was a it seemed like a natural transition uh-huh. from banking into but I, you know I got my degree in communication so yeah. I was I'm never in my accountant my controller will tell you her name is Stephanie as well I'm not the financial guru of the business yeah. I know just enough to get dangerous so yeah you know I, when the numbers the are that, wrong yeah and the fact that I came from banking into this I'm more of a service operations kind of person okay but went into multifamily actually was working on his management part of what we did you know we did tax credits and then we would go manage him and work through that process yeah and then uh, I reloaded Located to the Houston area and took a job as a training and marketing person. So I was doing training and education and that's kind of how I got my foothold in the industry and kind of have moved through that process from there. Wow. And would you say that because of your
0: training in the banking world helped you within multifamily? I mean, because I know like being a brinker manager Mm -hmm. and the training I had to go through with them, which had to learn every position in the house, which help me to speak to, you know, people I didn't know, work my way through the room, making sure, resolve, you know, a problem, mm-hmm. find a solution for things, you know, throughout the day. Sure. Definitely helped me in my career today. Where do you think
1: that that. Well, you know, banking is, you, you know, lots of that. numbers, but the main part of what we do is people, right? Yeah. Same mm-hmm. with banking is that, you know, now much of what they do is automated, but at that point it was very much a service and sales. Oh game. yeah, absolutely. You know, Wells Fargo will tell you that it's much a, very much a sales game. <laughs> And so those basic sales skills of determining people's needs, you know, meet and greet when they walk into the branch,
0: acknowledge them by their first name. Absolutely.
1: Yes. You know, when they call you, be that friendly banker, you know, so meet and greet, making sure that you're determining people's needs before you try to sell them something, Mm -hmm. right? You want to determine what they need before you try to sell them something at the end. Yeah. And then demonstrating your products, all of that sales cycle certainly you know, catapulted into what we do. I mean, I still teach the basics of sales and leasing classes that I teach now. Yeah. Of those fundamentals that that we learned. It's just, you know, altering it to what we need. Mm -hmm. You know, financial part of it obviously was great, but I recruit people from the banking industry all All the time. time for positions. Yeah. So... Service. I teach a class that's called property management is easy. People (laughs) management is crazy. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm going to have to take that next time I see it. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, think about how clean our properties would be if there was no people there. Right. So Mm -hmm. that aspect of what we do is really recruiting and coming into this industry is a people management business. So that's
0: awesome. Mm -hmm. We could do a whole other podcast another day, which I would love to do on customer service and empathy. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) How do you have it for the people that put food on your plate? Mm -hmm. That would be awesome. Yes a whole other podcast so you got recruited and then when did you get involved in your local
1: association or how sure remembering the exact date like who knows it was a, it was a while ago i'm certain that it was a community outreach efforts mm-hmm. i'm certain it was a food drive or it was a backpack school something. supply something mm-hmm. of that nature probably brought me here mm-hmm. but the education is kind of what's kept me here in the relationship so <laughs> once you know i was training at my local management company and then realized the resources that were available from the local association Yeah, and we're, i was like oh my gosh What was I doing? Like why didn't I know this? And so then, you know, we utilized that those materials and really started sending our people to the association training and then realized that what I was doing at my local organization was probably would be great supplementing what the association was doing. Mm -hmm. So I got involved in the training aspect of it there, you know, combining real life scenarios with, you know, leasing 101 Mm -hmm. or with NALP, which is which is what's so amazing about the association and the education there is that it's basic information you know your information that you're getting but what makes it different and what makes it great is the stories that the people can yeah. tell that have experienced it uh-huh. so that's why you, everybody's story is different everybody's absolutely. experience is different yeah, yeah and you learn you learn by teaching and so yeah. it made me better at what I do and it made my people better educated because I was experiencing different facets of what was happening outside of my own company yeah
0: so your locals are Way more than just a lease, and because they're supported by their state—shout out TAA—you have resources all the way around. So if you go yeah. and you buy a property in Lubbock, you know you could easily call Jeff Lowry and say, "Hey," or Dave Mauszynkowski, or talk to their regionals here. You know what, wherever. Sure you know, you have those resources because you meet those people being involved. Would you yes. say? That's oh, a great I mean, statement.
1: you know, if you're involved in your local association, you're going to meetings and doing the basic stuff, and then you just go to one TA meeting, mm-hmm. you realize the reach that those locals have. Oh, absolutely. And so it, it really provides an amazing network for you to be able to say, hey, we're taking over a property in San Angelo. You know, who do I know that has experience there? Uh-huh. What supplier partners will service that area? Thank you for using that word. You know, when you're, when you're working through those processes, realizing how strong your association links are, your industry links are, it has made it possible for me to do business. Yeah. That's awesome. So
0: it's resources that you need folks. So what would you tell someone that might be interested in finding a new career or want to, you know, have a career in multifamily or just change?
1: Sure. I mean, what is great and also dangerous about what's happening in our industry is that many people don't realize that it is an amazing career path. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we're in need of people entering into the industry. Yeah. And on all levels, all levels, uh, maintenance, leasing, management, accounting, you know, HR back rooms, marketing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, when we have a low unemployment rate (laughs) in the nation, this is kind of what happens, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's hard to find the people. So if you are not happy in your job, if you are looking for something different, the apartment association, the apartments in general, multifamily provides a great avenue for that because, one, I would say a degree is optional. Yeah. And so for 100%. a great deal of my on-site people and the people that I've met don't have a college degree yeah. and, or maybe started and didn't finish or yeah. couldn't finish, whatever that is. And there are a lot of executives that I've oh. met, you know, that were onsite, went to regionals, you know, that
0: moved their way up. They yeah. all started with a high school degree Sure. And, and learned as they went, got educated, you know, took the trainings mm-hmm. from locals to move their way up within yes. their own organization. Yeah.
1: And for the associations to have the amount of education possible you know mm-hmm. you go to college and you get a you know four year degree and it costs you $50,000 yeah. you can earn <laughs> more, multiple more four, now yeah. <laughs> you can earn multiple designations and get some training that really means a lot within the within the apartment industry yeah. for you know $5,000 yeah. and many of many times your, your employers will help you with that cost and there's grants and, you know, so many opportunities. So one, that's, I think that's great that you don't need a college education to necessarily make it here. The other is, is that there's something for everyone. You know, if you're sales driven, if you're economic driven, whatever that is, you're IT driven. Yeah. There's a supplier partner path that can provide a great income. And there's also a management path that can provide a great uh, level of income. So, lots get trained, of opportunity trained on both sides. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Lots of opportunity. And the other thing that I think makes multifamily different from banking or other things that I've been to before is the amount of Cooperation and openness between collaboration people. Yes, yeah. between both management companies and owners and the supplier partners. Mm-hmm. Because you know, it's an environment where one flooring vendor will talk to another flooring vendor about products that are coming out. Yeah. You know, it's it's much more friendly, welcoming environment than I think you see in the oil and gas yeah. or in different career paths. Yeah. I would totally agree. Everybody
0: collaborates, we come together, we share. I always say sharing is caring and mm-hmm. if we don't evolve we die. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there's an abundance in the world for everyone and the multifamily industry is very good about that collaboration and most part everybody's good about the sharing. Obviously they're not going to give trade secrets sure. since, you know which really it's not rocket science, right? right. Mm -hmm. it's people it's customer service it's taking care of others and doing what you say you're going to do when you're going to do it. Mm -hmm. Like it's,
1: Keep into your word. Yeah. When I train classes, I usually give forms away. You know, let's say I give a due diligence checklist or something, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's an Excel format, so you can edit it and manipulate it in your form. And everyone's like, How can you do that? And I'm like, I probably stole it from someone and made changes to it to make it what I wanted. So you're going to do the <laughs> yeah. same. And yeah. if I give it to you in PDF, you're just going to adapt it into Excel anyway. Yeah. So I would much rather just freely save you some time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. 100%. <laughs> you know? I feel like, again, back to everybody's story and experience are different.
0: Mm-hmm. Like you were saying, that Excel spreadsheet, the that you got you know, maybe you did develop it, maybe you helped. You know, I wouldn't sure. like to say that you stole it, however, <laughs> you adapted I altered it. it. You you adapted it to sure. what your needs because everybody's different, mm-hmm. you know, and there's enough out there for everyone, but everybody's different. I'm the same way. When people ask, I hope you're learning. Like, yeah as I'm learning, I'm yeah. going to
1: make everything better that I did. Or go to Google because Google is your mother.
0: You can learn anything you want. Yes. I mean, when people ask me how did you start or why podcasting, I'm like, well, first, Google is your mother, second, Gary V. That was a quote from him and he has a blog that he puts out, you know, Mm -hmm. the equipment and everything else and and the how and the what. And then I watched a whole lot of YouTube videos Mm -hmm. and evolved to what I have here today. So, but I send people the deck, you know, it's little mini, probably 10 PDF document. Here are all the things that I've tried. Mm -hmm. Here are all the things that I've used, do what works for you, you know, test things out, but it's information that you can freely find on the internet. Mm -hmm. So what is some of the best advice you were ever given? by someone, whether they're in our industry or not, mm-hmm. and how that affected you.
1: Sure, when I moved from banking to multifamily and then eventually ended up in training, I worked for Debbie Solzer mm-hmm. and Debbie had- Shout out Debbie. Yes, Debbie. Debbie had some amazing advice that I share with everyone, which was, you know, depending on the position that you're in, you need to be a little bit good at a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when you're in a position of marketing and training, you know, that's a red part of the budget. And so that's always in danger of when something happens that could get cut. And so because I came from the development side, I had lots of knowledge about the operations. And so that helped me be better at Mm -hmm. training and helped me be more marketable. Mm -hmm. So understanding the industry and multifacets, not only knowing how to lease an apartment, but understanding the, the collection side of it and the management side just of it just enough, just to enough. make you dangerous or to know when someone's doing it wrong. Sure, yeah. yeah. So I mean, it, it helps you support your team members. Yeah. It also helps you able to you know take on their duties if necessary, mm-hmm. and it makes you more marketable as an individual. Yep. So you are able to like at Brinker, they taught you every
0: facet of the kitchen, front, back of the house, and if mm-hmm. you had to let a cook go. You could. You could. I mean, Mm -hmm. you just not like fire them, hopefully. sure. But like to have them step out and take a breath and, you know, Mm -hmm. you could run the fryer, which I did. But it really made me better. Sure. And it makes you better as a leader. It helps you grow and you're never held hostage by Mm -hmm. a poisonous individual within the organization, Mm -hmm. you know, because you can figure it out one way or another. Sure. That's awesome. I can see that when it comes to Mm -hmm. Debbie being... You know, sharing that that yeah. type of advice, and the
1: other is just making sure that you're doing what you say you're going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, your reputation is key. Certainly, you know, it, there's positives and negatives from it being such a close knit yeah. organization. And you know, the positives are the amounts you can get from each other are unlimitless, But the you know negatives of that are. You know, word travels fast if you are unethical or if you don't do what you say you're going to do or if your practices are questionable. Word
0: travels fast if you have a great reputation and you're a person of your word. There is abundance of opportunities for you if you're doing the right thing, you know, Mm -hmm. because that's the right thing to do. Sure. It's a good double-edged sword, you know, that I truly have seen firsthand. So that's reputation people means... Personal brand for Mm -hmm. all you
1: millennials out there, Mm -hmm. which we love you, and really embracing the avenues that we have within the association has made it possible for me to have my company. Has made it possible for many people to to succeed. you know, you've got to have that networking of, of individuals that you can, you can learn from, engage from when necessary. So tell folks, well, first who you're with sure, and how they can connect with you if they have questions or want to learn more about what you're doing. Okay. So my name is Stephanie Graves. I have a training marketing third party management company called Q10 Property Advisors. Mm-hmm. We're a group of individuals in the industry that train and do third party management And do some consulting and all kinds of good stuff. So, q10pa.com, (laughs) q10pa.com. So, yeah, you can get a hold of me, Stephanie, and I'm on Twitter and I'm on Instagram and Facebook and all that crazy stuff. And the LinkedIn. And the LinkedIn. I'm on the LinkedIn. Because you do some speaking, right? I do, yes, I do. Uh, Making some trips in December and January, actually. So, the other thing we have going on next year, which we're really excited about, is we're working on a multi family immersion. Ooh, That sounds like a conference on the water. Yes. Yeah. So (laughs) you can email me about that and there'll be all kinds of fun stuff coming up. I'm hoping Kimberly is going to be there. Yeah. Maybe we'll podcast. I don't know how strong the waves would be, but we we can record it. Record it. Absolutely. Bring it to you later.
0: And maybe when we get a good connection, we'll do live. So it's Um, 2020. We'll be working on that. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate you so much. Thank you. And Thank you for doing this. Yeah. It's something that I'm definitely passionate about, sharing people, other people's stories and educating others through the experiences of others. You know, that's mm-hmm. a lot of others, but all good. Others. So <laughs> the others. The others. If Stephanie's advice or story resonates with you or you know somebody who's looking for a new career, please tag them in the comments, share this episode, reach out to her reach out to me, reach out to Becca at T-A-A-E-F. There will be lots of links in the description. And remember, until next week, stay positive and there's always room to grow here in multifamily. Absolutely.